You choose Columbus Business First every week to give you the inside industry intelligence for nearly every business sector in Central Ohio. And Columbus Business First chose Crate Media as its official podcast partner for its unique show, Women of Influence, now 70 episodes strong. With 4 million shows, hundreds of millions of listeners, and industry advertising revenues approaching $4 billion, podcasting is the fastest-growing audio medium in the U.S. From law to medical, construction to automotive, retail to real estate, every brand has a story. Let Crate Media help tell yours. Visit crate.media slash CBF to learn more about how we can help while receiving a free one-hour casting session with our expert producers, which will help to uncover and shape your company's branded podcast. To learn more about sponsoring Columbus Business First Women of Influence podcast, please email Advertising Director Steve Hewitt at shewitt at bizjournals.com to get started. That's S-H-E-W-I-T-T at bizjournals.com. I've learned things from smaller CHROs or small CEOs around what they did midweek moment, quite frankly, where we take a break and let our all of our employees just focus on themselves came from a smaller organization that we learned from. So there's always something to learn from your employees, but from other organizations. And I think big organizations can learn from small organizations as well. From Columbus Business First, it's Women of Influence, an interview series showcasing some of the most inspiring women in the Central Ohio business community. Ola Snow, my guest in this episode, is plenty comfortable in front of a microphone. As Chief Human Resources Officer of Cardinal Health, Ohio's largest public company, she regularly has to communicate with an audience of tens of thousands of employees. It's a big job, one that got more demanding when the pandemic shook up all of our work lives. But Ola has always been passionate about working with people, whatever the challenge. I think my passion of people was not by accident. I grew up in South Carolina first, but kind of landed in Huntsville, Alabama. I had a mom who was a college professor and a dad who ran arenas, much like Nationwide Arena, baseball stadiums, football stadiums. He moved around, ended up in, finished his career in Norfolk, Virginia, and kind of mm-hmm. ran ev- every center for that city, so... Mm-hmm. I, uh, my husband went to William and Mary, so yeah. he used to live in the Tidewater, yeah. and I went to Washington and Lee. So. Yeah, so Lumen my dad uh, built that AAA baseball stadium. That was oh. probably one of the funnest um, times of his life, and I got to, I was in college at the time, but got to kind of see that project grow and how proud he was of, of that project. So it was fun to watch his career, too. Yeah. And so this love of business and love of people kind of collided, and community in there as well. And just really always focused on how people could really enhance and make businesses even better. And we know that's the biggest asset. So that's how I kind of stumbled into human resources. I'm probably one of those anomaly stories, honestly, that I majored in human resources. Ah. And here I am still here many, many, many years later. And I've done everything from recruiting to benefits and and then ultimately leading 
HR at Cardinal Health. Too. Yeah, and so and so you're from the South. I what am. brought you to the Midwest? Um, I came kind of kicking and screaming, thank goodness, from my husband. Oh. So I was that trailing spouse at the time, and my uh, husband was in restaurant operations, building regional restaurants uh, in West Virginia and Ohio. So got married and literally the next day packed a moving truck and, and moved to West Virginia, where I started my career with Cardinal Health, uh-huh. and then ultimately... About 18 years ago, we moved here to the Dublin area. Yeah, Ohio has been the longest I've ever lived anywhere in Uh my life, so I think that speaks for itself. Ola's a veteran at Cardinal with a long tenure at the healthcare giant. I had a couple of of jobs. I was actually in recruiting for a a restaurant company too long ago to even remember, but um, I started at Cardinal almost 22 years ago, Mm -hmm. if that puts it in perspective. Yeah, I feel like in these job-hopping times, that's like forever, you know? It is. It it feels like forever (laughs) at times, and and I have to be honest with you. I um, remember... I remember some things like they were yesterday. I started about a month before 9-11. And that moment of the day of 9-11, I won't ever forget because it really made me understand how important the job that we did. I was at a distribution center. I was pickpacking and shipping. And although we know that there wasn't near enough survivors in 9-11, we were shipping burn medication to New York City from my distribution center and working around the clock to help in, obviously, um, tragedy. So that was, I can remember that day like it was yesterday, even though it was, you know, close to Mm -hmm. 22 years ago. Mm -hmm. How has Cardinal changed in the time you've been there? I think these, you know, these big publicly traded companies, especially, think of as moving pretty slowly, healthcare moves kind of slowly, but I'm sure you've seen a lot of things. What does the organization feel like today as compared to when you started? Yeah, I can't remember how, you know, what number employee I was, if that makes sense, but it was certainly not the global organization that it is today. It was primarily uh, a pharmaceutical distribution. We had made an acquisition of a company uh, in the medical space, which is now our, our medical segment. And we were very segmented. So, I kind of worked on the HR team and pharmaceutical distribution. I didn't know any other HR people throughout the organization, kind of knew what my little region was. And so, you know, I think we've looked and broadened and really serve as an enterprise today. That certainly is different than a collection of of smaller businesses. But again, I think the impact in healthcare is we really do cover the continuum of care when you think about every facet of healthcare, and that certainly has has grown, as well as just our global footprint, mm-hmm. obviously, with manufacturing across the globe and serving global markets. It's it's pretty remarkable story when you think about an, an organization just about 51 years ago that Bob Walters started at his kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would imagine you're not having a lot of day-to-day interaction with the people on the ground. Like, what does your job as Chief Human Resources Officer entail? Well, you would, you would actually be surprised. So I started at Cardinal Health on a distribution floor in HR and really understand how important our frontline employees are. So I, pre-pandemic and now kind of whatever post-pandemic look like, I try to get out to the field as much as, as I can. So spending time with employees, spending time with customers, but really working on people strategy. And you have to be with people to work with people strategy mm-hmm. if you think about it that way. So I work alongside our executive team and our board of directors, 
But I do spend a lot of time with leaders and and even frontline employees when we think about my role. And that's the fun part of my role, quite frankly. Yeah, I would imagine if, if you're somebody that was interested in that from the jump. Once we all adjusted to the new normal of post-pandemic life, HR professionals and business owners found themselves facing a new challenge. Just as it was hard to find and hire employees, existing workers were leaving their jobs seemingly in mass. It's been dubbed the Great Resignation, and it's certainly top of mind for Ola. You know, we hear people calling it the new normal. I actually think it's the next normal. And so certainly the, the labor shortage is towards that top of the list, but you, we're spending a lot of time talking about the organization and the culture where we can attract people. So not just retain them, which we absolutely want to do, but how do you attract world-class talent to your organization? How do you help your, your organization grow? So, you know, it sounds cliche, but it really is around attracting, developing, and retaining the people at your organization. So all of those things come into play. I think when you look at the great resignation, it's on everybody's top of, mm-hmm. of the list. Every CHRO is talking about how to retain your workforce. How do you keep people in the workforce? Because we know so many people have chosen to leave the workforce. So we we certainly talk about that. We call it kind of meeting people where they are. That's why I spend a lot of time talking to people around what does it look like? What keeps you wanting to come to work, you know, every single day? And so those are things that are that are top of the list and that we talk about all the time. Well, so how what strategies are you implementing? How are you finding people and how are you keeping? Share all your secrets. Well, I don't know that they're necessarily secrets, but I have a great group of truth tellers and comrades and co-workers as well as CHROs kind of across the country. But, you know, I'll go back to talking about meeting people where they are, Eleanor, and that was front and center as we thought about the pandemic. We knew that parents were struggling. They were trying to figure out how to school their kids and take on extra work at home. And so we went out and did a lot of listening sessions. What are you, what are you facing? What are your challenges? What are the barriers? And 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 implemented everything to something called midweek moment for us, which were Wednesdays were about you. No meetings on Wednesday afternoons. If that meant that you had time to connect with a customer or read an article, great. If it meant that you needed to take a yoga class or tutor your kid in algebra, do that too. And so meeting people where where they are for sure. I think as we think about attracting talent, it really is about, for us, the business of healthcare and a mission-driven organization. And then having people join a culture where they can thrive. They can bring 100% of themselves to work every day. Cardinal didn't just need to listen to employees during the pandemic. It also needed to communicate with them wherever they were. That's where Let's Chat with Ola comes in. So as the pandemic unfolded, it sounds pretty simple, but we came up with three very, very important guiding principles. First and foremost, we need to keep our employees safe. As I mentioned, we had thousands of employees still coming to work every day and keeping the healthcare system going. That number two was that focus on that customer. And our customers are healthcare providers that are giving care. And we know how important that care was and still is at this time. And then three, really just looking at our business overall. So 
those first two principles really set the North Star for us to make decisions every single day. Versus, you know, we sent some employees home while some employees um, stayed at work, you know, for example. So we, um, we did open up our communication channels. And if I can say, you know, is there a positive thing that came out of the pandemic? I think it was organizations, including ours, started to communicate more often, more authentically, more with more vulnerability to employees. So Let's Chat with Ola just became a pretty regular routine that, that continues where I sit in a room in front of a Zoom monitor and employees can ask me questions. It may be around getting their vaccination, and I would invite our chief medical officer there with us. They could ask us about all of the mental health programs that we put in place before the pandemic that became so very important and still are today, part of our Mind Matters program. But also just, hey, I'm thinking about coming back to work. Tell me how that, what that's going to look like. Is my manager going to be there? So it was a really open forum. I had some, you know, pre-submitted questions that I kind of got after, but it opens up those lines of communications, builds trust amongst your workforce, which is, I think, a really positive thing that's come out of the work, Mm -hmm. come out of COVID, for example. Mm -hmm. And I know you're going to ask the question of hybrid work, right? What does that look like? And so we've looked at what that looks like for us. We have folks that are coming to work every single day to pick, pack, and ship and manufacture products. But we have tried to be as flexible as possible because, again, we know employees want flexibility a little bit of ownership of of their of their time and their schedule and so it's been an interesting couple of years it will continue to be an interesting couple of years do you have anybody that's fully remote or is every are all 47,000 people somehow connected to an office well we do we have and we always have mm-hmm. so if you think about our sales organizations mm-hmm. um, which you know are thousands of employees for us they've always been in their homes. Now, they travel to customer sites and have been for quite some times. We have some customer service employees that have always worked remotely as at home. So, we still, again, will, you'll always be tied to an event or a site. Our salespeople, for example, are with their customers this week in, in Las Vegas at our retail business for for our pharmaceutical uh, distribution organization. So they'll always be tied to a customer or an office in some way. We like to really focus on what we call moments that matter. So when do we need to be together? Um, That might be to solve a customer issue. It might be to onboard a new employee. So you'll always be tied together. You're not gonna be out there totally on your own, but we do have a lot of employees that work from home or what we would consider remote. Cardinal Health's former CEO, Mike Kaufman, has been one of the most prominent Central Ohio voices when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion, a top conversation driver among business leaders these days. I asked Ola how that factors into her role at the company and what her team is working on today. So I would say that we've been on a journey around diversity, equity, and inclusion for quite some time, probably more in the diversity and inclusion space. And Recently, we added equity to that as well. And so we have always really believed that a culture where people can bring their best to work, 100% of themselves to work, where they don't have to think about, do I talk about if I have a spouse or not? Do I have to worry about 
how I fix my hair, do I need to worry about um, what I wear today or my weight, or all of those things that make up intersectionality and, and diversity and equity inclusion. We know that when people can bring their best, they can do their best. And that's when companies perform their best. And so that's really been um, the center point of our culture and why people join us today. Diversity, equity, and inclusion is so important to us at Cardinal Health. And then making sure that people have the opportunities to grow and develop along the way. It sounds like um, an easy formula. It's not always that easy, but making sure that you're listening to your employees and you're learning from your employees and you're adjusting along the way. You know, we looked at our strategy um, a couple of years ago and, and said, we really want to focus on, on diversity and representation and equity and then what we would call inclusion and making sure that we're doing strategies in each of those areas have been really important. You know, I'll give you a couple of examples of, of what those look like. We have, as many organizations do, you know, we have employee resource groups that span a variety of different areas around diversity, equity, inclusion. But we also have multicultural opportunities, too, where we talk about intersectionality. We have strategies around equity. So we're very open around our gender equity. For example, we publish that in our citizenship report. Very proud of the fact that we both are transparent about that. We have 2030 representation goals, aspirational goals that we, again, put out very publicly. And again, not just thinking about the goal in particular, but also about the transparency of how we're doing towards those goals as well. So it's something that we talk about a lot and we talk about it at every facet. So our CEO, obviously a huge champion, both in our community here in the city, as well as our organization around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it really does permeate throughout our organization. What um, advice would you give to a, a smaller business or any business, I guess, that hasn't done anything on this front and, you know, sees that Cardinal's pretty intentional about this and, and wants to do something? I would say, you know, go out and just listen and learn from your employees on, on what's important to them. You know, many opportunities, I think, around just understanding what are the barriers that your employees are facing? What are the opportunities? I think every organization probably is doing something in this space. And I have to tell you, we are a member of the Columbus Promise, as well as the Columbus Commitment with the city of Columbus. And I learn things from smaller, nimble, quick-making decisions every day. I, was, I serve as a commissioner on the Women's Commission here in Columbus. And I've learned things from smaller CHROs or small CEOs around what they did midweek moment, quite frankly, where we take a break and let our all of our employees just focus on themselves came from a smaller organization that we learned from. So there's always something to learn from your employees, but from other organizations. And I think big organizations can learn from small organizations mm -hmm. as well. As an HR professional, Ola knows the importance of work-life balance. I asked how she unwinds after a busy week at Cardinal. We have a little cottage out at Buckeye Lake, so we are also taking advantage that our two children just graduated from college this summer, about to start grad school 
both of them in the fall. So we're all kind of twins, enjoying. Or did they just that, No, they're not. My daughter um, program took a little bit longer. She is in speech pathology. So she got a minor and a little mm-hmm. certificate along the way. And then my son graduated 13 months apart. So pretty close to Irish twins, yeah. though, I guess they would call. So they will, they both stay in the state. My daughter will continue at the University of Cincinnati. My son is, is um, getting his master's in technical theater design mm. at, at OU. So exciting couple of months coming up mm-hmm. for them. Great. So yeah. anyway, so that's a lot of your free time, spending time with A little bit kids. kicking back, putting on a baseball cap off the lake, riding around on a boat. That's just mm-hmm. what we enjoy to do as a family. Yeah, that sounds great. Pretty simple. Uh, what are you reading these days? Or what do you like to read? I am reading right now a book about Anthony Bourdain, oh. of all things. It took me a long time to uh, to pick it up because I was a big fan of love to cook, love to travel. And then I just got a book about, um, and I'm going to forget the name of it, but it's a little bit about the the British, what's going on in the Brit- British throne these days. Mm. So. I spend a lot of time reading a lot of white papers at work, so I try to, at home, separate myself a little bit, find some joy, as I, I like to call it, but tend to pick up some lighter reading yeah, along the way. that sounds good. I'm yeah. always, people say they're reading business books. I'm like, I read business news all the time. I, I read <laughs> business news all the time. <laughs> I read a lot of articles on turnover and culture every single day, so when I kick back on the weekends. I try to separate myself a little bit so that it just doesn't overtake you at times. Yeah, I think that's a good call. As always, I asked Ola for her best piece of advice for young women. Here's what she told me. This one's easy for me. So I always tell people, and I know everyone says this, find a great mentor, but as importantly, find a group of truth tellers. And let me explain to you what that is, right? So our mentors get to coach us and and, and sometimes rarely don't see us in action, right? We kind of look at ourselves through our own lens. And, and I have found that I, can, that I can surround myself with some truth tellers. They'll tell you how you're doing. In these roles, when you get to these kind of C-suite roles, Eleanor, you tend to hear a lot of sanitized information, right? So I like to have those truth tellers to kind of what's really going on in the organization. For me, having a pulse of really what's going on is so incredibly important, and it's important to our executive team. So find yourself some truth tellers that will say, you did awesome. Go do that again. That didn't go so well. Why don't you do this? But I think that balance of a great mentor, but also some truth tellers has probably helped me get where I am. And I think, I think it's, it's probably the best advice that I could give somebody and have fun joy. So I've, if I've learned anything through this pandemic, it has been taxing, I think, in some ways on every person on the planet, children, spouses, parents. And so when you can, Find joy and revel in that joy as long as you can, because that, I think, really helps keep us balanced and and wrapping your arms around kind of that mental health aspect. Great. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. So thank you thank so you. much. It was great to chat with you. Okay. Thanks, Eleanor. And thanks so much to all of you for joining us as well. If you're not already, then follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll be notified of each new episode as it's released. 
I'm Eleanor Kennedy, Assistant Managing Editor of Columbus Business First, and this has been Women of Influence. See you next time.